Hello and welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast, the show that will help you transform your relationship by first transforming you. My name is Hannah and I'm a relationship anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator, but I've also come out of the other side of relationship anxiety myself. Now that I'm looking through a lens of clarity, I am here to help you experience deep love and connection, not only with your partner, but in every area of your beautiful life. Hey guys, welcome. I just wanted to set the scene for you. I'm sitting here at my desk, beautiful sun shining in on my face, and my two wiener dogs, George and Harriet, are in the background fighting each other like they they hardly ever play and it's so cute and so special when they actually do play because I feel like they're bored all day long so I didn't have the heart to break them up so we're just going with it they're like my background noise for this episode so when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today the main theme that kept coming up in my head over and over and over again was stories not normal stories like books or TV shows, but the stories that we tell ourselves, which is kind of another word for the beliefs that we tell ourselves. And I got really big on this concept of stories, and I started to really use it to heal my relationship anxiety because of one day where I was sitting with Alex in his basement, and I can't remember the exact situation because this was a couple years ago but he was playing video games that's where he plays them in his basement and I know it's probably like a common annoyance for some of you guys when your partner plays video games it's like oh why do you have to be doing that why can't you just spend time with me like that's such a childish thing to do side note I've completely accepted that he plays video games and that's something that he enjoys and that is something that he uses to connect with his friends and to clear his mind after a long day. And my brother and my dad literally both play the same game every single day as well. So it's just like a part of my life now. I've come to accept that men, some men like playing video games and that's okay. We like certain maybe strange things, things that would seem strange to them. We have differences and that's all right. If your partner has an interest that's like it doesn't make sense to you or you just kind of wish that you didn't have that interest, we've got to learn to accept it because pushing against it is not going to get you anywhere. And honestly, it's just like not really fair because there's I'm sure there's things that I do and there's things that I like that Alex doesn't like, but he puts up with them because they make me happy. And that's like the core of being in a relationship, being able to accept each other and compromise. But anyways, back to the stories thing. Alex is playing video games, and I say something along the lines of, why do you have to be playing video games when I am here? And I want to do something with you. I want to spend time with you right now. And the fact that you want to play games when I want to spend time with you means that I care about spending time with you more. I love you more. And, you know... Something along those lines. You know the direction it was going in and the type of things that I was saying. And I'm not proud of this. I try really hard to be 
honest with you guys and share like the real things that I've said and done, the experiences I've had from times where I wasn't in my best self and I was just reacting out of anxiety because I know that so many of you probably are doing the same things and have shame about it and I'd like you to just know that it's completely normal. So anyways, he looks at me and he says, I can't believe that you think that way. Like that is where your mind goes. It would just be so painful to live that way and to think that way. And at first I was kind of insulted, like, why are you insulting the way that I think? But then I realized, wow, he's right. That is where my mind goes when he does something that is seemingly neutral and really has nothing to do with me. He was just feeling like we'd spent all day together and he needed a little break to clear his head. He wanted to catch up with one of his friends and I took that as meaning that he didn't love me as much as I love him when in reality it had nothing to do with how much we each love each other. And so as I started healing my relationship anxiety, he said that same thing a couple more times when I would let him know what was going on in my head. He'd be like, I can't believe you think that way. Like, that is just so excruciating to me. I can't imagine my head going there and going to such negative places so easily. And it was this epiphany of like, wow, this isn't actually the truth. Like, the situation here is pretty neutral. But the reason that I have such painful reactions to what he does is because of the stories that I have from my past. These stories that I bring and I project them onto the present moment, even though the present moment has nothing to do with these stories. And I can think back to so many different times in my relationship where certain stories that I had were making my life completely miserable. Like for a very, very long time, Alex was in the grind in his career. And I had this story that because he was working so hard and he was so busy, it meant that he didn't prioritize me, that I wasn't a priority. Even though he would tell me over and over again, like, it has nothing to do with you. It's my dreams I'm going after. Like, I'm building this lifestyle for us. I couldn't get that out of my head. Because part of me had a story that if he's not focused on me to a very certain extent, in a very certain way, then it means that I'm not a priority. Or maybe I even had a story that said, I am not a priority to anybody. And so I looked for the reasons and the ways that he was showing me that I wasn't a priority instead of noticing all of the ways that he was showing me that I was a priority. It's deep stuff, you guys, where these stories come from. And most of them originate from childhood, could be from your past relationships. But I'm going to just get right into it and start talking about How do we recognize these stories? And then what do we actually do about it to change the stories? So some of you may already know this, but 
a reminder. It's so good to always continually remind yourself of this. Your beliefs are shaping your current reality. The beliefs that you have, not just about your relationship, but about every single part of your life, about your potential, your worthiness, about love, about everything, are either putting you in a box or they're setting you free. Every single belief is doing one of those things. So I need you guys to get super clear and start investigating. Wait a second, I'm feeling XYZ about this situation. Could this mean that I have a deeper belief here that is causing these feelings that seem a little bit out of proportion to what I'm experiencing right now? I also want to give you some context as to why these beliefs are so, so powerful. So for those of you who are maybe new to the personal development space, we have something called a subconscious mind. And essentially, your subconscious mind is programmed from the years zero to seven, the ages zero to seven. So by the time you're born, when you're seven years old, you are like a sponge taking in everything in your environment as truth. You don't yet have the part of your brain that is the critical faculty, which is able to decide which parts of your reality are true and which parts are not true. So for example, if somebody comes up to you and tells you you're a loser, you don't have that part of your brain that's going to be like, wait a minute, that person's just really mean. I know that I'm not a loser and thinking about, I wonder why he said that, you know, it might not be personal. You're just taking that in as truth. And then that belief of I am a loser is programmed into your subconscious mind and it's going to affect you for the rest of your life until you consciously reprogram your subconscious mind. I know, it's crazy. And it's not just really obvious things like that of somebody telling you you are a loser or telling you something about yourself. It's also indirect. So let's say your dad was always away on business trips constantly and he never spent any time with you. You are going to take that personally because the subconscious mind takes everything personally. So at those young formative ages, you might have taken that to mean my dad does not prioritize me. Could have even taken it a step further to mean men don't prioritize me. And then in the future, when you get into a relationship, it could start affecting you because you still have that belief in your subconscious mind, men don't prioritize me. And so you're looking to confirm that belief. You're always looking to confirm and find evidence for the beliefs that are in your subconscious. So because you have that belief, you are noticing all of the little things that your partner says or does that could confirm to you that you're not a priority and filtering out all of the things that he says or does that are showing you that you're a priority. Wow, I feel like I just said so much within three minutes. That was very, very potent, but it is some deep stuff this belief rewiring and subconscious reprogramming work. 
and this is just the beginning. So understanding these basics is going to be super important for you to understand why you are acting certain ways in your relationship, why you are seeing reality as you are seeing reality, and how you can start changing the way that you are seeing the world. I can give you another example. I was just in the Fearless in Love Club, which is my community, and a girl in the main chat was talking about how her partner canceled their plans, and she was taking this really, really personally because she felt like if he really loved her and if he really wanted to spend time with her, he wouldn't cancel their plans and he would reschedule it right away. And so I said to her, that is just a story that you have in your head that if somebody loves me, they are going to spend time with me at the drop of a hat and never cancel on me and reschedule their plans right away. She could have even had like a core subconscious belief that my partner doesn't care about me. So her mind was picking out all of the little reasons why he might not care about her and making them seem super dramatic. So I hope that you're beginning to see the way that you react towards your partner and towards the world at large is not just because you are seeing the world as it is and acting the same way that everybody else would react. Every single reaction you're having pretty much is based off of the beliefs that you have and then also the lens that you are looking through. So depending on how you're feeling in this moment, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed, that also comes into play as well, not just the stories. And your subconscious mind doesn't just get programmed from zero to seven. That's when it is the most malleable and it takes in the most information but also highly emotional experiences can cause you to take on new beliefs. So a lot of the times in relationship anxiety with my clients, I see women who have been cheated on in the past or who have lost a loved one. And those highly emotional experiences formed these fears and these beliefs under the surface that then are really affecting the way that they show up with their partner. For example, maybe they got cheated on in the past. Then they formed this belief of, I can't trust men. So now that they're in a healthy, safe relationship, even though they have so many signs that their partner is trustworthy and somebody that they want to be with, they aren't seeing those signs. All they are seeing is the reasons that he is going to betray them or that he's going to cheat on them, even if those reasons aren't really there. So now that you know this, I want you to start thinking, what are the stories that you have about love, love in general? Because when we're young, we learn what it's going to be like to be in a relationship through watching our parents. And we're thinking about this not to blame our parents or to be like, oh, my my parents fought all the time and I learned that love was super, super stressful and it meant a lot of fighting and so I'm doomed and now I am going to recreate my parents' relationship and my relationship and that is my destiny. No, your parents were doing the best that they could with the information that they had at the time so there's no point in going back and feeling resentment about that. However, it's good to know 
where your current beliefs and thought patterns are coming from so that you have more awareness to change those current beliefs. I'm going to give you an example. My mom, she always used to get into fights. Uh, My parents didn't fight a lot, I shouldn't say that, but when they did, my mom would get super frustrated and then she would see me and she would be like, never get married, Hannah, like just in like a little quick way. It wasn't super dramatic or anything, but being young and never having any experience in a relationship before, I really took that to heart and I was like, oh, being married is hard. It's scary. Maybe it's painful. And so I had to do that work of rewriting those stories around what it means to be married and figuring out, okay, what do I want to believe about being married? Because you get to choose these beliefs. So some more empowering stories could be marriage is super fun. Marriage is easy most of the time. And when it's challenging, it's challenging because it's causing you to grow. Or being married is a super beautiful experience. Another example is perhaps you witnessed your parents fighting a lot about, let's say, money growing up. And now, because you saw that, and your subconscious mind took in the story that money is always a big problem in relationships, now you might be looking at money in your current relationship as something that could be a deal breaker or something that you're having a lot of arguments with your partner about. And it seems to be your main issue. Not necessarily because you're with a partner who you shouldn't be with, who you can't get over these money differences with. It could just be that your subconscious mind is looking for evidence to prove that story right. And thinking back, there's another one that is huge. There's so many beliefs like this, you guys. You don't even just have to get them from your parents. Like society movies, songs, constantly programming us with what love is and what love should look like. And we have these stories running in the background. And one of them that I heard Tony Robbins talk about in one of his trainings like a few years ago was men often call their wives the ball and chain. Like, oh, sorry, I gotta go, fellas. (laughs) Okay, I don't know if people still talk like this, But I feel like, you know, the older generation, they'll be like, oh, gotta go finish our poker game right now, get back to the ball and chain. She wants me to get home before midnight. And although it might be a joke, it could be an actual story that these guys have in their mind because they have that belief that being in partnership with a woman means losing some aspect of your freedom. So what should you do with this information? What you're going to do in your own relationship, in your own life, you don't even have to just do this in your relationship, by the way. Like the reason I called this podcast the podcast where you're working on yourself to improve your relationship is because this work not only has to do with your relationship and it's not only going to improve your relationship, but like it's going to improve every area of your life. Like getting clear on your subconscious beliefs is going to change everything your level of success your friendships your family life everything and if you're into manifestation 
your subconscious beliefs also have a lot to do with what you are automatically calling in and manifesting in your life. Back to the point, here's what you're going to do. I want you guys to try to get super clear every single time that you feel emotionally activated with your partner, ask yourself, what story is causing me to feel this way right now? Because most of the time, unless you're actually in like a full-on argument with your partner and it's like something really intense that is like understandable, most of the time we're getting upset about these little things because of our stories. So in my example, from the beginning, my video game example, when I started to notice myself getting triggered by my partner playing video games and wanting to do that instead of spending time with me in that moment, I could have sat down and asked myself, what story am I telling myself about him playing video games instead of spending time with me? And then the story could have been, if my partner doesn't want to spend time with me 24-7, it means that he doesn't love me. It sounds dramatic, but that was the amount of emotion that I was having. It equaled that belief. And that's how I know that there was a greater belief like that under the surface making me feel that way. And then usually when you're able to figure out what is the belief that is causing me to feel so horrible right now, just knowing what that belief is and seeing that usually the belief is quite ridiculous and not true is going to immediately make you feel better. Because it's like, oh, my partner loves me. He's not actually doing anything wrong. It's just that I have this story. The story that is from my past, the story that is not true, and the story that I get to choose to believe or not. That's the thing. When you have awareness about your stories and how they're impacting you, it brings in a choice. Because when you are just reacting automatically and you don't know why, there's no choice there. You can't control your emotions. But in that moment, I could have had that choice to be like, okay, this belief isn't serving me. I am going to think about what is a new belief that I can choose that is going to make me feel empowered in this situation? And then that new story could have been, my partner needs alone time sometimes, but it has nothing to do with how much he loves me. Or just because my partner needs more alone time than I do doesn't mean that I love him more. And honestly, if any of you are relating to this example, and maybe you have anxious attachment and you find it hard to have alone time from your partner and you take it personally when he needs alone time, it's probably actually super healthy that you're with somebody that needs more alone time than you do. Because if you were with somebody who had anxious attachment and also got really anxious spending time apart, first of all, that would probably actually feel bad to you. And then you would spend so much time together, you wouldn't have a moment apart, and that relationship would become unhealthy, and it would be too much, and you could perhaps feel that sensation of losing yourself. Side note, because I know how my community's brain works, if you're like, wait a second, that's me 
I have anxious attachment and my partner has anxious attachment and you're worried about that, don't take this example to heart. It just means that you have different work to do than the person who is maybe an anxious attachment with an avoidant attachment or a secure attachment. I honestly believe there is no obstacle that love cannot overcome as long as both people are willing to put in the work and grow together. Oh my gosh, Harriet is now squeezing her stuffed animal pig. It's the love of her life and she's trying to get me to play with her. So that is the newest dog sound in the background. But I really hope this is making sense. I can't believe how short this podcast is right now with how much I've said. Like I feel like I could have taken two hours to explain all of this to you and it was so condensed and potent. So I hope that it has helped you so much and given you so much clarity. And I would be more than happy to make podcast episodes for you on some of these specific stories, proving some of these stories wrong. So feel free to DM me at healingwithhan underscore underscore on Instagram and let me know what are the biggest stories that are getting in the way of your relationship happiness, feeling safe in your relationship. And then just start treating this like an experiment where you're almost analyzing yourself like, hmm, I wonder why I'm feeling this way right now. I wonder what's under the surface. Hmm, I wonder why I have the urge to run away from my relationship right now. What belief, what story is causing me to feel this way? That is so much more empowering than just taking whatever is going on in your relationship at face value and trusting every insecurity, every story that comes up. Something I really, really love is thinking about this as if your life is a play or a movie and you are the director. You are writing the script. So let's say that you want to have this beautiful, connected, amazing relationship with your guy. What stories would you have to believe in order to experience that beautiful connection. I can give you a few right off the bat. Like you would have to be telling yourself the story of, I am worthy of love, I am good enough, I am with an amazing guy, I am lucky to be with this guy. Marriage is something that is fun and exciting. One thing that I just absolutely hate is the fact that so many people in society talk about how hard marriage is. Like at weddings, everybody writes down their tips for a lasting marriage as if it's like this really difficult thing and you don't have to subscribe to that you don't have to believe what everybody else is believing you don't have to tell the same stories as your family and your friends you can choose to believe that if two people love each other they can get through anything or that marriage can be fun and easy and simple and then because you have those beliefs you are going to attract the relationship with your partner that you have right now that aligns with those beliefs. That is it for today, my friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you send it to somebody that you know would benefit from it as well. I would also greatly appreciate it if you left a review. But thank you for being here. I love you guys, and I will see you next week.